Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Dirty Devotionals. Zach here. Hey, as always, I hope that during our time together today that today's Dirty Devotional will help you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. And man, I don't know where in the world you're listening to this, but here's what I know is that you need community. We need each other. You know, from the very beginning, God tells us that we can't do life alone, that it's not good for man to be alone. And we had God. You know, if you look at the beginning of Genesis, um, God tells us that, like, you know, Adam had God, and yet God said, you need you need a companion. You need someone in your life. And that still rings true today that we still need one another. Regardless of how strong our relationship with God is, we need one another. And so my heart with this podcast has always been to be able to create a space where um, you can feel vulnerable, you can feel open, you can feel honest, and you're not going to be judged, you're not going to be... Um, be uh, held at arm's length because of those things, but instead you're going to feel embraced. Um, to be able to create a space where questions can be asked and honest thoughts can be shared, and um, this podcast is the summation of that. And part of why, part of this hope for creating a community like this is why I ended up creating a private Facebook group. So we have what's called our Dirty Devotional Podcast, our Dirty Family. In our dirty family, it makes up all of our listeners who value this idea of being seen, known, and heard, and they value this idea of of asking questions, you know, growing, challenging themselves, being honest about what, where they're struggling. And it's a beautiful group, and I would love more than anything for you to be a part of it. It's free, totally free. Uh, if you go into the show notes, you can see a link for it. Uh, click on that link. You have to request access for it. It's a private group. Um, I want it. I don't want just random people hopping in. I want people to feel like it is a safe place to be open. And so, if that is you, and you want that community, and you want to be encouraged, and you want to encourage others, that is where you need to be. And so, again, go in the show notes, click the link, join it. It helps me be able to connect a little bit closer to you. It helps me to pray for you more specifically. It helps me to speak into you when you need that. Um, but more than anything, it gives you a community of people to do that, which is absolutely beautiful. Well, hey, during um, we're going to hop into today's dirty devotional. We're going to be back in Matthew chapter two. We're going to be looking at the very last little uh, summary, little story, the last little pericope called the return to Nazareth. And as we've seen that Mary and Joseph have had, they've had Jesus. Jesus has been boring, uh, born, boring, has been born, and people have come and visited him. The Magi have come and visited him, brought him gifts. We talked about all of that, and. He had to flee to Egypt because Herod basically went on a genocide. Herod's the king. He is like very jealous and territorial of his power. And so he kills every male to and under, which is insane to think about. But luckily, being warned in a dream, Mary and Joseph, they run away. And so now we pick up in this story and an angel of the Lord visits again and um, kind of gives him an update. So it says this in verse 19 of Matthew chapter 2. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, which is where they are, and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who are trying to take the child's life are dead. Because, again, Herod's dead. 
So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, so this is Herod's son, Joseph was afraid to go there. Having been warned again in a dream because of this, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went to and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. So I wanted today specifically, I wanted to talk to you about two, one thing really fast that actually just reading it kind of popped out to me, and then I want to talk specifically um, kind of what the devotional is going to be about today. Uh, first thing is this, is if you read this pericope, if you read this little story, these set of verses, 19 through 23, um, what you can see is sometimes God will call you to something and sometimes plans will change again. And we need to be fluid in that. I, like an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and said, hey, you can go back to Israel um, and so Joseph, Mary, Jesus, they head that way. But even on the trip, things change. Herod's son gets put into king, which is a bad thing. And so God's like, hey, we need to pivot again, and we need to do this instead. And sometimes in life that happens. Listen, sometimes you can feel there are times in your faith where you can feel like um, it doesn't make sense. Why are the steps changing? I thought this was the right move. It's changing again. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes God has to pivot. Uh, all I can think about is friends. If you watch friends, you pivot pivot. Um, that That's basically what God's having to do here is he's pivoting Joseph, Mary, and Jesus so that they can be in the best case scenario, um, which is really, really a good thing. And God can do that in our life. But that's not what I want to talk about. That's just, that's a freebie. So take that and do with it as you will. But what I really want to talk about is specifically something that you see a lot in the gospels. And that is these references to the Old Testament. So one of the things you need to know is that the Bible is broken into two pieces, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, The best way to view these is you have the Old Testament, which is before Jesus comes, and then you have the New Testament, which is Jesus's life, death, and resurrection, and then the start of the church after his resurrection. And in in the Gospels, when Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are talking, you have to understand that they're writing letters Um, to Jewish people. And they're trying to convince the Israelites who are God's chosen people in the Old Testament. So the Israelites and Jewish people are like, they're interchangeable here. That Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are writing to the Israelites, writing to the Jewish people of that time, trying to help them see that Jesus is the promised one of the Old Testament. And the way that they do that is they will reference the Old Testament, and they will say things so like this last one was a reference from Jeremiah 31 saying that the Messiah would be called a Nazarene. And you see these a lot. You see that Jesus himself, you see that the writers, they all reference back to the Old Testament because these are hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Um, these Jeremiah's, Isaiah, all of those were hundreds of years before this time. And basically what the writers and Jesus are trying to do here is they're trying to scream at the top of their lungs and point every arrow to Jesus and saying, hey, Jesus is the one that God promised. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the one that is going to come through the line of David. He is the one that is going to change everything. And in throughout scripture, we're going to see this. And it's a really beautiful thing to look back when you um, when you see these little numbers. So uh, when it says he's going to be called a Nazarene, my Bible has a little like has a little Z on it and I can click on it and it will take me back uh, to to kind of different references to it and where where it's uh where the old testament sightings of this are and to go back and to read it and just to put yourself in the position that a writer wrote that hundreds of years before jesus came believing that god was going to keep his promises and when we read these things there can be little celebrations in our life of these victories of of basically where we can just declare for our life 
God is a promise maker and he's a promise keeper. That over and over again, God made promises. And here we are in the gospels, God over and over again saying, hey, I keep those promises. And here's why that's important for us today. And here's, here's why that matters. is because God has made promises to me and you. He's made them throughout the New Testament. He's made specific promises to you in your life, specific promises to me in my life. That he's put calling and appointments in us and that, that only we can live. That they're specific to us because God specifically cares about us and specifically cares about you as a person. And we can hold on tight to these verses can give us hope and they can give us um, they can give us the courage to keep moving, believing and knowing that, hey, if God kept his promises then, he definitely keeps his promises now. And right now, you know, you, we have these incredible generic promises that are for all of us that promise us that, you know, we are sons and daughters of the king, that we are more than conquerors, that we are deeply loved, that his grace is never ending, that his presence is with us always. And we can hold on to those. And the verses like this, when we get these callbacks to the Old Testament, are just reminders to us that, hey, God, when God says it, he means it. And because he means it, we can hold on to it. So today, regardless of the season you're in, I don't know what promise you need to hold on to, but I hope that you hold on to the fact more than anything that if God promised it to you, that it still rings true for you today. And there may be specific things in your life that you feel like, you know, God called you to something. Hey, I want to encourage you, give it time. Sometimes God's promises and God's callings in your life takes time to unfold. And unfortunately, a lot of times it requires us to go through a season of hell before we get to that season of blessing. And so hold tight, dig your heels in and keep moving because God's a promise maker, but hey, he's also a what? He's a promise keeper. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for today. Lord, I thank you so much um, for just our time together. Uh, Lord, waiting for your promises sucks sometimes. (laughs) Um, it's, It's tough. And Lord, sometimes we lose our way. And Lord, I just thank you that um, even when we fail to keep our word, you never fail to keep yours. And so, Lord, we ask that, um, Lord, that you would help us lean into you. Lord, for every person listening to this, wherever they find themselves, whatever season they're in, Lord, that you would um, that you would speak encouragement and truth to them, reminding them, Lord, that if you made a promise, that you keep it. Lord, that you're close always because you promised us that, Lord. And we just, we lean into that, that you're constantly leading us and guiding us, just like you're leading and guiding uh, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus in this, in this story. Um, Lord, we thank you for that. We love you and we ask all this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.